0: Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring TMA with Nick Hamilton, Extra Dose.
1: This is TMA with Nick Hamilton.
2: Wake yo goat mouth ass up. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what this is coming down through the audience, but it like it just came out of the basement.
1: TMA with Nick Hamilton.
2: You know what I'm saying? Thank you, because <laughs> <'cause> now... <laughs> now
1: we bring out our buddy nick hamilton what's going on everybody welcome to another edition of tma with nick hamilton here on sirius xm slam radio 145 good morning good afternoon good evening wherever you may be on this planet hope everybody had a great weekend and a great start to the brand new week we got a whole lot to unpack on this episode so you definitely want to stay tuned But first and foremost, what I need you to do is go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Nick Hamilton LA, as well as on Twitter at Nick Hamilton 213. And also, when you get a moment, take a chance, stop by, check us out at nightcastmedia.com, your gateway to sports, pop culture, entertainment, community, all rolled into one. Now, we all know the NBA playoffs are upon us, finally. And before I even do that, I got to say what's up and welcome my guy, the producer extraordinaire, the engineer... To the stars, Big Brother Jake, a.k.a. Jake Warner's government name, bringing on into the show. What's going on, man?
3: What's good, Nick? How you doing, brother?
1: Man, <laughs> tired but functioning. That's all <laughs> yes. thing I
3: can say. I, no, I'm with <laughs> you on that. I was with you Friday, so I know you're tired.
1: <laughs> boy, oh boy, oh Ooh, boy, oh boy. Let me, I, I see you
3: working. I'm not going to put listen. you on blast, but I see you working, bro. I have a newfound respect for you.
1: <laughs> hey, I saw. I, I know you out here working in these streets too, uh, so I, I see
3: you. I, I have, see what I you're doing. I have my fun, bro. I have my fun. You know.
1: <laughs> the, th- the interesting part about it is, okay, so we all know this was the weekend to celebrate Jackie Robinson's yes. 75th anniversary of breaking the color barrier in Major League Baseball, and rightfully so. Absolutely, this man is is a man that has. We've seen his struggles. We tried to understand some of his struggles, and we've heard from. In times past his daughter, uh, his 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 great wife uh, Rachel, um, but recently over the weekend, his his son, one of his sons, David uh, Robinson, was one of the ones that spoke uh, to the team, the Dodgers team. Uh, he went, we went, I went on Friday. So let me back it up a taste. So Thursday obviously was the, was the home opener for the Dodgers, which right. was crazy in itself because it was a night game. It was the first time it was a night game. Uh, for a home opener because of the whole situation with the CBA and the strike and the lockout and all this other crap, whatever you want to call it. So that was interesting just because it was a night game, but it felt good to be back with baseball. Now the week prior, I was at the Angels game at Anaheim, at Angels Stadium, I should say. And that was interesting too, just to have baseball back and be in that mode. Uh, But then being at the Dodgers, uh, it was just a different vibe. Right. And – it was, it was. You know, they had a, they had a great showing. Uh, they won the game. Freddie Freeman is a hit in Los Angeles. Yes, he is. Tell you. With the fans chanting "Freddie, <laughs> Freddie," my man had to take his hat off and tip his cap to, yeah. the, to the audience on second base because that's how much they were embracing Freddie Freeman. Like, I, and I, and the funny thing about this, I think Freddie's going. It's going to take time for Freddie Freeman to get adjusted because even when you listen to him talk he still misses being in Atlanta, of course which you can't do. be mad at him no. for because he spent his career, actually won a World Series ring in Atlanta. So you kind of you understand it's not a diss or it's not a knock on L.A. or mm. him being in the city of L.A. It's not a knock to that at all. And I hope fans didn't take it that way because it really wasn't. It's just the fact that he missed a, a, a team that pretty much he, he got through the ranks. Right. And and it was a, and is a, is a, a major league baseball, you know, World Series champion. Mm-hmm. And to all of a sudden not have a team kind of just shun you, and now that you have a team that does want you and open their arms to you, like the LA Dodgers, and the fans open their mm-hmm. arms to you as well. Because remember, that was a team that Freddie Freeman was on that beat the Dodgers in the NLCS, right? And went on to win the World Series title. So it could have easily gone either way, right? Mm-hmm. But the fans embraced Freddie Freeman and his family. Um, like I said, they chanted Freddie, but all three, all three days that I was there, they were chanting, Freddie, Freddie. Friday was a very busy day because we ended up going to a lot of these elementary schools in Pasadena to celebrate right. and highlight the life of Jackie Robinson. I got a chance to talk to Edwin Jackson and Curtis Grandson, the two founders of the Players Alliance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also got a chance to talk to David Price, who really gave me some great some great insight on and i'm actually talking about when well, we'll talk about this a little later in the show but if you go to mlbbro.com uh, i have a story up about mlb embracing black culture and culture and the culture of, of people of color more so um because we've seen such a decline with black american baseball players in major league baseball and on rosters and i also if you go and read that that column and I really appreciate if y'all read that column because you know hey it's a quick read. it's a nice little read but it's a quick read so it won't take up most of your time but also in addition to having more black American baseball players how about more black managers yes and that was another thing that that David Robinson had touched on because he was asked do you think if Jackie was alive today would he appreciate you know the celebration he was like well he would appreciate it because that was just the kind of man he was would he be happy or content more than likely not because the the state of where black people are in this country where people of color are in this country the where the where in, what inflation is doing to, to middle class and working class families in this country um so forth and so on so it was very interesting um to see that um saturday got a chance to, to see hunter green the, the 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 rising star pitcher for the reds who's actually from sherman oaks out here in southern california Went to Notre Dame High School, Phenom. And listen, this kid is special. Hunter nice. Green is a special kid. This kid not only gets it, uh, he, he I mean, he set a record, I think it was 34 pitches up with a uh, hundred miles an hour. Yep. And then it was 13 pitches at 101 miles an hour, which is also a new record. Insane. But he's smart. He's very sharp. He knows his history when it comes to baseball. Because yes. when he when he talked about Jackie Robinson, he was a little disappointed because he said, You know what? I plan on being in this league a very long time. But I was hoping one of my starts would fall on Jackie Robinson Day because I have so much like, so much respect right. and tremendous amounts of of understanding about what Jackie had to go through. Lots and of I also admiration. asked him. Yeah. Yeah. And also asked them about, you know, the situation that's going on with, you know, the lack of promotion for black American baseball players. Because you have a lot of rising stars. You have him, you have Joe Adele from the Angels. You also have Jet Johnson from the Cleveland Guardians. Um, you know, you have uh my man Anderson that's with the White Sox, I believe. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of there's a lot of rising stars. And even David David Price from the Dodgers told me he made a great point. He said, Look. It's not just promoting the Black American players, but it's about promoting players. Period. And MLB has definitely fallen short of that because they don't even. he said how many commercials has Mookie Betts been in? How many commercials has Mike Trout been in? And these are two other great players of our game. And I was like, man, I can't, I can't even argue with that because that's right. absolutely on point, like a bullseye, like he nailed it. And that's part of the problem too. We talk about often. You hear me talk about the, the 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 terrible marketing the WNBA does and how horrible their marketing is and i would be remiss if i didn't say the same about major league baseball yes. their marketing of their players is horrific they need to definitely step it up and be much better they have and, and it's unlike the WNBA. baseball has billions of dollars to do promotion i mean i remember it i'm sure you do too mm-hmm. i remember and many many people that may be listening to this broadcast I remember when you had commercials with Deion Sanders, with Ken Griffey Jr., yeah. with Bo Jackson, with guys like that, where you saw on Saturday mornings or whenever baseball was going to be played, mm-hmm. you saw those commercials where they had kids playing with Deion Sanders. And one kid got smarter said, because they got so mad at Deion, <laughs> you know, beating them on the diamond. Yeah. Hey, man, don't you have a football game yeah. to go to? <laughs> you know, and, and whether they were selling shoes, whether they were selling, mm-hmm. you know, soft drinks, whether they were selling uh uh you know energy drinks or whatever it may be you saw them in front of you even you know the the uh uh you know other players too you saw cal ripken junior with his streak of 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 consecutive games i mean you saw baseball players being promoted yeah you see you reggie see jackson
3: commercials you know all the time you know with his with his candy and and stuff like that you don't see that anymore the nba does it the best you know, they market their players to no end. They do a fantastic job. And honestly, a lot of these players that are in Major League Baseball right now, I couldn't tell you who they are if I saw them face-to-face because no one promotes them. They're not promoted. Even
1: even the NFL. Yeah. When you look at, and, and and you talk about the NBA, and I'm so glad you brought up the NBA because this is the reason why I love the NBA playoffs right now. Because thank God we don't have to talk about LeBron James yes. every other sentence. Yes, I mean he is he's in Cancun, where the hell he's at? <laughs> Phenomenal season, but I feel like the NBA even sometimes overshadows with LeBron with their primary yep. players and uh, and future stars and current stars. When you look at Devin Booker. You look, we, I mean, we had a great game over the weekend between Ant-Man and John Moran Gotta and how these two juggernauts was like, it was like a heavyweight battle, yes. right? Yes. And, and and you look at in the, in, in the, the, just the style of play, the, the, the tenacity, the, the skill set. When you look at John Moran, who I think is an absolute stud, yeah. when you look at Ant-Man, who I, I still say to this day, he was robbed of being rookie of the year. Yes, that was. man should have been rookie of the year when he was out here snatching souls on that court <laughs> when he was bashing on people and pretty much, you know, they had to go wash their face because, <laughs> you know, stuff was just everywhere because he was bashing on people uh, he was. and just snatching their souls like it was like it was a, a episode, like it was a, uh, uh, what's the Mortal Kombat? Yeah. Finish him. Finish him.
3: <laughs>
1: Ant-Man wins. <laughs> You know, and I love the parody. I love watching Jordan Poole, who went off, who was oh, so yeah. much the main reason why the Golden State Warriors were successful this weekend yep. as well yep. in Game One, because Jordan Poole picked at twenty eight in the draft, yeah. solidified his place in the NBA, and let put the NBA on notice that hey, I'm here and I'm here for a reason. Even Klay Thompson spoke very highly of him after the game and just said, you know what, all the hard work he's put in is finally paying off and is showing off. And this is a guy they're paying little to nothing for, yeah. me, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was interesting. I, I mean, the Philly, the Philly, the Philly series. I think I got the Sixers winning that. Atlanta in the Miami Heat. Mm. And Ice Tray is about 5'11", six feet with shoes. Yes. And this kid has a lot of heart. He does. And I love watching him play. I love watching him him direct traffic on the court. I just don't think he has enough. I think the Miami Heat beat them in 5. I think I you know, I think Trey will will the Hawks to at least one victory just because that's just how he yeah. is. Yeah. Um you know, he he is a some people refer to him as a minimum wage Steph Steph Curry.
3: <laughs> I've never heard that.
1: And <laughs> I'm like no, he's a little bit – he's better than that. He, he's his own that. man. You know, he's He just his own doesn't man. have a team. He just doesn't have a yeah. team. He doesn't have help. It's like when you watch Ja Morant. Like Ja Morant and you watch Ant-Man. And you see – mm-hmm. like Ant-Man has a little bit better help with the Minnesota T-Wolves right. than Ja has with the Memphis Grizzlies. And I'm not knocking, but let's be honest. If Ja was on, let's say, I don't know, maybe the Clippers – Mm-hmm. And they really had a big three with John Morant, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard.
3: Oh, man. That would be scary.
1: You would still be helping out with the audio (laughs) for the Clippers right now.
3: I'd be getting my ring size. Because uh,
1: (laughs) those sandbaggers uh, decided that they want to go to Cancun (sighs) because they tricked off a 13-point lead to the New Orleans Pelicans, who were red hot. And Brandon Ingram... Well, As they he, say, he once stop. a Laker, always a Laker. <laughs> he knew that floor in and out. Mm. He knew where the sweet spots were. He went on a tear well, I, I, and sent the Clippers packing.
3: I, I think what it was with the Clippers, too, and I'm not just saying that because I work for them, but, but tired legs because the way they were missing their shots, they were hitting the front of the rim. You know, they were, they, they they exerted too much of that energy into that lead, and it cost them big time because they weren't able to D up and, and you know, Ingram was just on fire. You couldn't stop that kid. If you had nine people on him, no way.
1: Listen, they couldn't have better. They couldn't have worse luck at a better at a worse time yep. because Paul George getting put in health and safety protocols. <sighs> allegedly, he had COVID or some type of symptoms of COVID. Right. Um, and they tricked off a thirteen point yeah. lead.
3: Yeah, that's on them. That's on them.
1: Tricked off a thirteen point lead. The main game, and we all knew this was going to happen, Brooklyn. And the Boston Celtics and the Boston Celtics have been playing some phenomenal basketball. Yeah. I know that may be sacrilegious to be for me to be saying that oh, being yeah. from born and raised from LA, <laughs> but you got to give credit where it's due. Yeah. The Boston Celtics played some incredible basketball leading into the playoffs. Um, Robert Williams, III, I still think is going to be the X factor and the fact that he's not playing um, is going to be a problem. And even though they got lucky. And struck iron while it was hot in one game one. I don't think they're going to win this series. I do have Brooklyn winning this series in six.
3: Hmm.
1: Uh, the fact that Kyrie Irving, the the fan, the fact that Kyrie Irving gets under these fans skin oh, so yeah. much and, yeah. and the fact the audacity of some of these sports analysts and these sports so-called sports reporters that say, Oh, Kyrie let the fans get under his skin because he flipped them off. No, Kyrie didn't let him get him under his skin. Kyrie responded to the energy that he was given. Yeah. See, folks don't understand. Some folks don't understand, or they refuse to understand, and they want to make Kyrie the villain, as much as they hate Kyrie. And again, I'm not am not 100% Kyrie supporter, because some of the things he does are just downright stupid. Mm-hmm. All right? And some of the things he says is downright just dumb. Like, <laughs> out of your mind, dumb. Okay? <laughs> out of your mind. So, I don't. I, so I'm not saying this to be a Kyrie Irving apologist, but Kyrie made a very valid point, and here's what he had to say post game, after there was a video that surfaced about a fan saying Kyrie, you suck, and Kyrie said, "Suck," a particular part of his anatomy to back to the fan, <laughs> and then how he flipped off fans as he exited the building. Here's what he had to say:
2: well, It's nothing new when I come into this building, what it's going to be like, but it's the same energy they have for me and I'm gonna have the same energy for them. And it's not every fan. I don't wanna attack every fan, every Boston fan, but um, you know, when people start yelling P- and, 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 and you and all this stuff, it's but so much you can take uh, as a competitor. And um, you know, we're the ones expected to be docile and be humble and take a humble approach. Nah, that's the playoffs. This is what it is.
3: From a basketball standpoint, yeah. do you feel like the hostility you get?
2: You There's know- no hostility, bro, it's basketball. you were flicking some people off i'd say that's some hostility from what 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 point are you guessing that that's hostility or like hostility for me is like growing up well we've never seen that from you this season where you are running down the floor flicking people off it's the first time you actually caught it because it's a big time game i respond in different ways you know what i'm saying i'm not trying to focus on that if you want to ask me questions about the fans go ask them go on the street and ask them questions
3: but i'm asking from your perspective from basketball perspective do you feel like the
2: hostility that you get? It's not hostility, fans, bro.
3: Do you feel like the energy you get from fans in this building
2: Embrace it. the
3: best from you?
2: Embrace it. Embrace
1: it. It's the dark side. Embrace it. Can we really be mad at Kyrie? No. Can we really be mad at Kyrie? No. He said one of the most potent sentences out of that entire post-gay press conference, he went, when he went back and forth with the reporter. The energy you give is the energy I give back. Why is it so hard for people to comprehend that? I don't understand it. If Jokic did that, will we be? Will more people be able to comprehend it? I just want to know because it seems like when Kyrie or somebody looks like Kyrie says something like that, it's a problem. But when somebody maybe like Jokic or somebody like. Mm, who could I think of right now? Gordon Hayward. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler Hero. If he said something like that, I don't think many people have that much of a problem with it.
3: They'd be commended. We know that.
1: Well, you know?
3: They'd be commended. So that's what I'm, this is what I'm saying. Yeah.
1: How do you commend it one way when it's the same exact thing and you condemn the other way? That makes zero sense to me because you know why it makes sense to me lady doesn't make sense to me ladies and gentlemen because it's stupid that's why i'm not going to even waste any more time on that it's just downright stupid and Kyrie made a very valid point and don't think even though Kyrie did that whether you agree with it or not it's only going to get increasingly worse as they come as they go back to boston game two is going to be insane you thought they were heckling him in game one those Boston fans will heckle him, say some stuff. They may have to have extra police on hand for game two to restrain some of those fans as Kyrie walks in and out of that tunnel. Because somebody, some idiot, and I'm not claiming it, and I don't want to see it. There's always going to be that one or two idiots that are going to throw something, say something, throw throw some type of objects out, and it's going to incite the arrest of the crowd. And that's something I don't want to see. I'm sure the NBA doesn't want to see either. So they're going to have to have a lot of Police presence there to protect these players because, like Kyrie said, you cannot be docile and "quote unquote" humble and then let the fans who paid their money to say whatever the hell they feel like they want to say, no matter and have no no consequence. That's not how this works. And if the NBA, the league, is not going to protect the the players the way they're supposed to, then damn it, the players are going to have to do what they have to do, and the league's going to have to sit back and accept it all right y'all coming up on the other side of the break we'll get into more baseball we'll get into the NFL now that some camps are starting to open up you know workout camps we'll get into that and so much more also get into some Coachella stuff I know Jake uh wants to get into the Coachella stuff so we'll get into that <laughs> you're checking out TMA with Nick Hamilton <laughs> here on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145 keep it locked
2: yo what's up Baby.
1: This is Tua Tungle by Lohan. Yo, Sway Calloway.
3: This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker Everything. What's up? This is Grok, and you're
4: listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio.
3: serious XM, yeah.
4: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze
5: Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on SiriusXM m 145. Slam Radio.
0: Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings See what you can do online at
2: SocialSecurity.gov.
4: Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense.
2: I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall. It's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when that, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, in the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. In the word won't is the word won. And in the word impossible, it's possible. So, what are you telling, You're telling them? You tell them, you know, that, that all they can do is learn.
0: On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality.
4: Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique
5: Santos, 1249 iHeartLatino.
1: Welcome back to CMA with Nick Hamilton here on SiriusXM, Slam Radio 145. Make sure you check me out on Twitter at NickHamilton213 and on Instagram at NickHamiltonLA. Now, you know what? It's interesting. I, I was going through the, the timeline... And I saw something pretty interesting, uh, that really caught my eye. And that was the NHL. Now we always talk about the NHL. We always talk about, as we talked about in the first segment about just having more of a presence, more of a cultural awareness presence when it comes to black people and people of color. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because I saw an article that basically talked about, um, marshawn lynch and it came out that marshawn lynch is now the one of the minority owners in the seattle cracking which is the nhl's newest expansion team along with rapper macklemore and i thought it was interesting because the fact that marshawn lynch we know he's beast mode and we know how how much he he put on for the seattle seahawks uh we know he's a native of oakland the bay area gives a lot of time gives a lot of money giving a, a lot of resources to the kids back in oakland and the city of Pittsburgh, where he's from, uh, specifically. And Marshawn Lynch obviously got a chance to play for us, his, his hometown team in the Oakland Raiders before they moved on to Las Vegas. And to me, we all, when you remember beast mode, we know he played for the Buffalo bills, but when you remember beast Monk the most, you remember him as a member of the Seattle Seahawks and what he represented and what he meant for that Seahawks franchise and what he meant to those fans. And even in the, and we know the infamous. I'm just here so i don't get fine <laughs> during the super bowl and i was actually at that super bowl that's what made it so funny he kept saying that time and time and time and time again he would never got tired he never just this milk no he said the same thing time and time and time again never wavered so to see him being a part of ownership we saw him in the commercials we know he has a very he has a very good personality like when you watch him in some of these commercials and even interviews, the dude is a very smart dude. He's a very smart dude. Like he's very, he knows what he needs to do and he's smart with his money. He's never been a spendthrift. He's always been a guy that's been very wise with his dollars to the fact we just found out he was still living off his bonuses. He wasn't even living off his game checks. The man scored a Skittles commercial because he kept popping Skittles on the sidelines. And now he's, a, he's one of the minority owners in an NHL franchise, with I, which I think is, is commendable. Congratulations to him. Shout out to Macklemore. Congratulations to him as well. But most importantly, Marshawn Lynch. And Marshawn Lynch, I think this could open the door to some more ownership opportunities for black folks in, 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 the, in the NHL because there are, there are quite a few players in the NHL that are black that play. But again, it goes to promotion because they don't promote. And I don't understand how these billion-dollar entities don't promote their players better if they're trying to grow the game. If you claim to be growing the game, then how the hell can you grow the game when most people won't even pay attention to it? This is why the NFL has been successful with their promotion and marketing. This is why the NBA, as as Jake mentioned earlier, why they've been successful. Even college football, especially now with the NIL program, which they're trying to regulate, which we knew was coming, because they don't want all these kids getting all this money. Again, I keep telling y'all, it's the Mac. It is the Mac. If y'all haven't seen that movie, The Mac from the 70s, go and watch it. Listen what Pretty Tony had to say. Man, I give them some money. they subject to wake up and lose their mind. I keep mine broke. College, college, college football coaches and college football as a whole has the Pretty Tony mindset keep them broke but keep them working but think about it how many college athletes do we know right now we know a lot about college athletes heisman watch defensive players of the year all of these type of kayvon thibodeau who's going to be in the nfl draft right as one of the the rising stars in the in in the nfl draft out of University of Oregon, LA product, by the way. But how many more college football athletes do we know? You know why? Because they promote. They promote the game, and they are part of the game. We know about college co- coaches. Why? Because it's promoted in the game. But we don't know about a whole lot of MLB or NHL or WNBA athletes. Why is that? But yet, you claim to want to grow the game. How the hell can you grow the game when nobody knows what your product is truly, truly about? And who is representing your product most importantly? That's what I say. If you don't understand that, go hire somebody to help you misunderstand it. Because that's my stance. And hopefully this opens up opportunities. i like to see more black. only minority base eventually we will go to a uh, go to a majority base because i think we'll have i think we will have a majority ownership situation in the nhl or even major league baseball before the nfl am i wrong why is that i think we have another black owner in the nba before we have a black owner in the nfl and yes the denver broncos are still up for sale there was talks about robert smith who's the the black billionaire there was talks about um what's the uh, byron allen him being a majority owner and then there's also uh stan Kroenke's brother-in-law which is one of the walton children actually putting trying to put up a bid to buy the denver broncos i think that may be more realistic than the other two gentlemen that i mentioned and now let's say the other two gentlemen aren't qualified because that would be a great thing but honestly what would really change what would really significantly change if we had a black owner in the NFL because I don't th- I don't see too much changing at all and that's not a knock on them it's just you have to be you have to go up against 31 other owners that don't look like you and you could only push so far you became a billionaire because you have to do certain things that most people weren't willing to do let's be honest and the fact that they threw your name in the hat means that they know how far you're going to take certain things. Right. So you can't sit up here and tell me that something is going to all the people coming out. Saying, oh, man, we got a black owner. What Ain't nothing going to change. What's really going to change significantly? What are they going to get Colin Kaepernick a job? What they they don't—they allow more black-owned media outlets to cover their teams. What 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 they're going to they're going to curtail and really put the hammer down on players who are are accused or or have found to have evidence against women in sexually assaulting them or sexually harassing them, and not give them guaranteed contracts. Is that what's going to change? Like, what's really going to change? Because I don't see too much changing. And maybe you call me a pessimist. I'll call myself a realist. Whatever. It's fine. But please let me know what is really going to change if that happens. Because I don't see anything changing. Same thing about Kyler Murray's situation. I don't see anything changing. Kyler Murray, last time we checked, said he wants $400 million. Is he worth $400 million? No. No, but what is, what, is the, what is the painful realization and what's going to turn the tide is the Deshaun Watson contract. When Deshaun Watson signed that contract for $253 million fully guaranteed, which means fully all of it, all the girls and the number left for the decimal point, that's all his money. The Brinks trucks will be following him home. So you don't think Lamar Jackson, you don't think Kyler Murray are going to follow suit Justin Herbert when his time comes, if he continues to to play at a high level, that Derek Carr contract was pennies on a dollar compared to Deshaun Watson. If you, if Russell, if Russell Wilson, if you go approach Russell Wilson's agent, when his contract is up and tell him to give him that Derek Carr deal he's gonna laugh in your face and he's gonna probably slap you like will smith did chris Rock. because that's a, that that's an insult they're gonna look at that as an insult they're gonna look at that as a complete insult and if lamar even let's say let's say lamar jackson gets a deal you think he's gonna look at deshaun jackson, deshaun watson you don't think with well, Kyler Murray's looking at the Deshaun Watson deal? Because even though these guys may not be worth $300 or $400 million, who are, you, who are you going to get that's going to replace him that's going to be better? When it's time for Josh Allen to get his major deal, you think Josh Allen ain't going to look at Deshaun Watson? And Josh Allen's actually playing some really good football. And actually, his team is actually a serious contender to make the Super Bowl this coming season. Because he's one of the two best teams in the AFC. When you look at when you look at the Bills, you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, and then it's everybody else. In the in the NFC, it's the Rams, it's the Bucks, and possibly a distant third are the Green Bay Packers. So Kyler Murray is like, "Well, look, who are you going to get that's better than me? Who are you going to get that's going to be better than me?" And he actually makes a very valid point because there's nobody behind him. There's nobody giving him competition. So who are you going to replace him with? A rookie that you got to build from scratch and take his lumps and bumps and bruises and it can, as your team continues to suffer? Cliff Kingsbury's key card will no longer work if that happens. Same thing with Lamar Jackson. Who are you going to get that's going to replace Lamar Jackson? In the next two years, and I know this year's class in the NFL draft is a weak quarterback class. Next year's class is a lot stronger, but even then, who are you going to get that is going to that's going to sustain you if J- Lamar Jackson departs? The answer is no one, no one. I don't care if they hire Colin Kaepernick as a backup. The man has been six years out the league. He's not going to get you to the promised land. So there's nobody you can do. So the best thing you can do is try to negotiate your way to make sure these quarterbacks are happy. And it's the same thing with the wide receivers. Debo Samuel, I'm not coming back, is what he's basically telling you. I'm not coming back. And out of all the wide receivers that are available, he's the one he, he is the biggest asset of them all. He's in the last year of his deal. And if you could get a good trade for him, you might as well trade him. Because now he's going hes going to be an individual that's not going to be contributing to your locker room. Because he's not going to be happy. And an unhappy player is an unhappy locker room. Especially someone of his caliber and his skill set. If you can get a good four to five more years out of him, you are winning. If you're the Kansas City Chiefs, I would take a strong look at trying to get Debo Samuel, especially after losing after losing a, a, a significant talent like Kareem like Kareem. uh, What's the name? I'm sorry. The cheetah, my bad brain fart. The cheetah. And I'm not, I know they play different positions, ladies and gentlemen, so I'm not stupid. I'm not comparing the positions. What I'm saying is these guys are playmakers. The cheetah say what you want. I don't care for him as a person, but as a, as a person on the field, he was an absolute playmaker, and it was hard for defenses to line up against him because he was a playmaker. The same thing with Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel is a playmaker. He is hard to defend. If you got a guy like that on the Kansas City Chiefs to give, that's an added weapon for Patrick Mahomes. Why wouldn't you make that move? You got to give up a third round pick and a second round pick the following year. Is Debo Samuel not worth it? Has he not proven that he's worth it?
3: The cheater you're referring to is Tyreek Hill, by the
1: way. (laughs) Yeah, Tyreek Hill. Thank you. I mean, really, like, what do you have to lose? You got to compete with the Buffalo Bills. They just signed Von Miller to a six-year $120 million deal. Now, I'm not saying Von Miller's going to play six years at a high level. If he gives you two or three, you 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 won. This man is a two-time Super Bowl champion. And he showed you what he can do when he gets on the team. And he's actually made that team a little bit better. Actually, a lot of it better. So right now, I'm looking at the Buffalo Bills as the team in the AFC to beat. And who knows? We can get another, we can get a Rams Bills Super Bowl in Arizona. And I could see the Bills winning that championship if everybody's healthy. Because I think Josh Allen is a dynamic quarterback. He has some good weapons, good O-line. Now the defense is is a lot more stable because you have a a, a pillar like Von Miller. What are the Kansas City Chiefs going to do? So Debo Samuel will be happy to go to a team, a contender like the Chiefs. And I know Jake is going to be mad at me when I talk about the, I don't talk about the Chargers because I don't, I don't believe in the Chargers. I don't. Yes, they made some good moves in the offseason. Khalil Mack is an absolute beast. JC Jackson, extremely good. But let's not forget, you're not going to get the same production out of JC Jackson that you saw in New England that you're going to get in Los Angeles with the Chargers. And the reason why is because Bill Belichick is, is a secondary specialist that's why brandon staley is not a secondary specialist he's good with the defense but in the secondary he's not a specialist he's not and that's not to say that that he jc Jackson is going to have a a a complete drop off but he but don't expect the same exact thing that you got in new england to translate to the los angeles chargers it's not going to happen and i actually have the broncos winning the division add the Chargers being second And the reason why that is russell wilson if you see the weapons that russell wilson has that defense that's why the afc west is probably gonna be one of the most competitive conference uh, divisions in in the conference because of that and i like justin herbert i think justin herbert is a, is a flat-out stud i think he is definitely going to be one of the future faces of the league. He's definitely the face of that franchise, no question. He's the reason why people talk about the Chargers. Let's be honest. Him, and I would say another person, would be Derwin James, who they have yet to come to terms on the deal, by the way. And if Derwin is smart, let me, be saying, let me say this. If Derwin is smart, don't worry about making that deal. Just play your heart out this year because teams are going to be coming for your way. And if I'm Derwin James, do I really want to spend my next five or six years with the Chargers? Do they me an opportunity of winning, winning the Super Bowl or even getting to the Super Bowl? Those are the questions you have to ask yourself. And I'm going to ask you guys to make sure you guys stay tuned, because coming up on the other side of the break, we'll get into the moments brunch as well as Coachella. Some of y'all went, some of you guys didn't. We'll get into that as well. As some other topics that we will be covering, I'm sure Jake is going to get mad and probably piss me off. You're listening to TMA with Nick Hamilton on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145. Keep the lock right here.
0: This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
4: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on SiriusXM XM 145. Slam Radio.
0: Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings See what you can do online at SocialSecurity.gov.
4: Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense.
2: I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall. It's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And, uh, and the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word one. And in the word impossible, is possible. So What are you telling? You're telling you telling them you You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always those losses you got to take those hits there has got to be the valleys the peaks the ups the downs in order for you to when it does happen you go wow terrible. you know this is what it's all about
0: on behalf of all of us here at slam radio we would like to thank you pitbull for making this dream become a reality
5: slam radio what's up from enrique santos hey I
1: they got that big rock old. in the day. Well, I tell you. Welcome back to TMA with Midtown with the hero. Sirius XM Radio 145, final segment of the show. Man, you dug, you dug in the crates for that
3: one. Well, I had to, you know, purify myself in the uh, waters in Lake <laughs> talk So, you know, after this weekend, I need to purify a lot of things, bro.
1: <laughs> I bet you do. Woo. I bet you do. As do I, but we won't go there. Uh, yeah, we,
3: we won't. Got to keep, keep it right. <laughs> well, I, what happens I, off I, here it stays <laughs> off here. I, I just want to thank you for you know a good time, brother. That's all. You know.
1: <laughs> hey man. By the way, for those that may yeah. not be not, may not know, uh, my man, Big Brother Jake's birthday was last weekend. Yes, so sir. Thank you, man. We had a nice little celebratory uh, libation. <laughs> or 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 five. <laughs> hydration situation. Definitely a hydration
3: on. situation going on. I needed extra out hydration here. the next day.
1: <laughs> out here in these LA streets, LA so.
3: LA for the week. We know that.
1: <laughs> nah, not for the meek. Either. Nope. Uh, and then I got a birthday coming up on Thursday. That's so
3: right. Yeah,
1: we'll be rocking out to that. So yeah, yeah. I'll be back on the air. Um. But anyway, man. You know, we talk about a lot of stuff, man. We talk about a lot of stuff on this show. You and I have talked about a lot of stuff. Yeah. And, man, one thing I have been refusing to do with my next trip around the sun is argue with people over nothing. Yes. Like, I am not giving up no more of my time. It's a waste of time. I'm going to say what I say. And it was something I was listening to Mr. Fab. Shout out to Mr. Fab. Uh, from Oakland. And he said, a guy told him, You don't, you, you speak the truth, you don't always have to speak it. And I'm paraphrasing it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Damn, that's some cold game. But like, what is he, what is he referring to? And Mr. Fab went on to explain. And he said, Basically, when you speak the truth, speak it the way it needs to be spoken, essentially, but you don't always have to speak it. Right. And I was like, Wow interesting true. so I took that put it in my own arsenal and I said I'm no longer arguing with people that are worth my time or worth my space if I say something I'm going to say it and that's it I'm not arguing mm-hmm. back and forth I'm, not, I'm through trying to defend myself over shit, even if it means that I'm trying to clarify or justify something that I said did didn't say didn't do, what have you. It is what it is. That doesn't mean I'm going to be disrespectful, disingenuous. I'm just not getting into it no more. I'm too grown for that. What I say, what I do, what I didn't say, what I didn't do, and I'll tell you the truth. If you, either, It's up to you to accept it and believe it, even if you don't agree with it. It's fine.
3: As a kid say, but if you don't argue with your mama, <laughs> not me. Oh,
1: my mama. <laughs> Because uh, Jake and I talked about something off air and he said he argued with a person for 10 minutes and I said, you spent nine minutes too long.
3: Sometimes you got to get your point across.
1: But but here's the thing, though. And you told this to me as well.
3: Oh, I'm not afraid.
1: <laughs> what, is, what good is the point if people don't receive it? Because you're not going to change their mind. Oh, no. I was they're, a... going to think, they're going to think how they're going to think. And even, even if you say what you say or if I, if I say what I say, to what avail? And what I have to say could be done in sixty seconds. And what you can say, because you're very articulate yourself, what you can say could be done in
3: sixty seconds.
1: And after after that, bye. Because <laughs> I can't get though, I can't get that 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 time back. I found it that's that- why I said that's why I said <laughs> you spent nine minutes. You were nine minutes. You were doing it nine minutes too long. Sometimes that's why I
3: said you have to let people know how you feel. What's going on with you? After that nine extra minutes, there's no more time left spent on that because I don't need to. No, my point.
0: Well, point, I'm saying
1: my is,
3: point was definitely made.
1: You could, but here's the thing: nine minutes, right? Think about everything that you can do in nine minutes. That's productive.
3: Oh, I, you can do a lot.
1: Okay, all right. That's all I got. <laughs> Let's get to the brush, man, before we get kicked off the air. Let's get to the brush. Let's see what you're cooking up this all week. All right, cool. here we go. Fresh.
3: Here we go. Let me clean it up. Here we go. <laughs> did I see you blushing um, with opening week <laughs> and the MLB behind us does Major League Baseball have a true culture problem to why we only see about 7% black American baseball players in the league
1: absolutely they have a culture problem I mean, again go go to MLBbro.com and check out my latest feature on this. MLB need to pretty much accept our culture more yes, and I think they do Yes, I do. think they are still stuck in the 20th century to some degree. Now, I give them credit. The RBI program, the youth academies that have been started in some cities across the country, I think is a good start. I like them linking up with the Players Alliance, who uh, is doing a lot of great things in the black communities as far as getting the awareness of baseball and getting more kids up to speed, boys and girls, being able to play baseball uh, from, our, from the, the inner city communities i'm glad to see that but i still think there's more that can be done also bring the fun back to baseball if people i know there's a lot of talk and if you read the, the article i don't want to get too much into it but there's a lot of valid points that are being made by various players managers things mm-hmm. like that and also being the history teaching the history of the game i mean you'd be amazed how many people don't know about kurt flood And what his accomplishment really was and the historical ramifications that surround Kurt Flood and Kurt Flood having the the strength, the gall and the awareness to say, I'm not taking this crap anymore. I'm not going to take this crap anymore. And not only that, he went up against baseball, took it all the way to the Supreme Court during historic time. And in that building, I remember talking to Spencer Haywood one time and he told me. Obviously, at that time, they didn't realize the historical effects of that would happen. But they were all three of them were in the same building fighting cases. Spencer Haywood took the NBA on, Kurt Flood took on Major League Baseball, and Muhammad Ali took on the United States government. Mm -hmm. And they were all in the same building at the same time. Mm
5: -hmm.
1: And the only one that was victorious, unfortunately, and I'm saying fortunately, but Mm -hmm. unfortunately, Mm -hmm. fortunately, Spencer Haywood, because... That opened up doors for people like Kevin Garnett, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James and countless other people to get into the league. And then they want to refer to it as the one and done rule when it really is the Spencer Haywood rule. And I really hope Adam Silver and the NBA get involved and really rename that rule and bring the history that comes with that rule. And that, now the unfortunate part is Kurt flood originally lost that case five to three in the Supreme court judgment. And we all know what happened with Muhammad Ali being stripped of his title because of his belief system and not wanting to fight in the Vietnam war. So I say that to say major league baseball has a promotion problem. Major league baseball has a culture problem and they need to stop being culturally clueless and be able to ingratiate more of what we see and what we want to do and how we move the needle. We move the needle. We create the culture. And we move the needle. And it's pop culture is black culture, period. So Major League Baseball, I think, needs to do more. I applaud them for what they've done. They need to continue to do more, period. Absolutely.
3: I, I agree with you on that. And finally, last item on the menu. Coachella is now behind us, thankfully. Uh, did they have the same buzz as the, <laughs> as the other Coachellas in times past? What do they need to do in 2023 to bring the buzz back to Coachella?
1: I don't know, man. You know, just watching people and talking to people that had gone, because I didn't go, because the lineup changed and yeah. there was a lot of things yeah. going on. Yeah. But it seemed like from the the, the, the Instagram post and the, the videos that I saw, they were having more fun at the parties surrounding Coachella yes. versus Coachella itself. Mm-hmm. And in times prior, when you've had... You know, Snoop and Dr. Dre with the Tupac hologram, where you had Outkast being reunited at that point, mm-hmm. or you had Beyonce or Bruno Mars or somebody like you know, uh, you know, stuff like you know, artists like that that actually headlined, mm-hmm. and you were like, "Whoa, I got to be out there." Mm-hmm. I didn't. Maybe I'm wrong, and and anybody that went to Coachella can correct me. I have no problem with that. I didn't get that type of vibe from them. So I think in 2023, you're gonna have to have a major headliner out there. A couple of major headliners out there on those days for Coachella. I, I think to bring the spirit and the energy back because we actually, you actually look forward to going to Coachella. I look, I mean, if I was going to go, I would rather go to some of the parties surrounding Coachella versus going to actually the actual event because that look a lot more fun and the other Coachella just look whack
3: to me. Yeah, there's a lot of problems this year, almost like the uh, the festival that Ja uh. <laughs>
4: was it the fire
3: yeah it was I heard some stories that you know the VIP sections weren't up to snuff this year so and that my friend is the moment's brunch
1: well that's cool man thank you so much for tuning in that is the episode in the books for this week I thank everybody for tuning in if you missed any portion of this broadcast make sure you download and subscribe to us on all streaming platforms that's SoundCloud iTunes, Google Play, Spotify iHeartRadio, all for free $99. i also like to thank my man, producer extraordinaire, engineer to the stars, Big Brother Jake, a.k.a. Jake Warner, his government name, that you can follow on all social media platforms at Big Brother Jake. And also make sure you follow me on Instagram at Nick NickHamiltonLA and on Twitter at Nick Hamilton 213 Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash tv Alright, y'all, until next week, which we have a brand new episode, Brand new format coming. Make sure you check out my Instagram and Twitter for promotional details about the brand new episodes that are to come. Brand new format to TMA with Nick Hamilton. Had to rearrange, had to flip the script a little bit. And also, I want to say before we go, a big uh, rest in peace and condolences out to the family of DJ K. Slade, uh, who passed away on Sunday due to COVID complications. Um, Terrible situation uh he was the the drama king better known as a big time mixtape dj put on a lot of people gave a lot of people opportunities i know jake you talked about even talking with him yeah um him giving you some really sound advice so you
3: yeah what,
1: what, what was the most memorable moment from from about him to you
3: well you know with my brief interaction with him in new york city i was there on business many moons ago he said just be real keep it authentic man and and don't change you know, anything about your personality to suit anyone, be yourself and you'll make it far in this business. And I took that and ran with it, man. So rest in peace to the Almighty, DJ K-Slay, man. We're all hurting for in, Absol- in, in, in hip hop culture right now.
1: Absolutely, man. Please take care of yourselves. Y'all stay sharp. Take care. I'm
0: out. The views and opinions expressed on TMA with Nick Hamilton, Extra Dose, are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.